benefit is to both parties because, as you said, it now seems unilateral. That's the conversation we should be having. Whether they will agree is what I don't know because they took the decision to put this law in place. But like you said, having, if we want us to benefit, we should have a say on how it should be run and other things around it. Exporting commodities is exporting jobs and importing poverty. So we should focus more on value add so we can get a lot of money from the exporters from Africa. Unlike what we are doing right now, in which we are doing so much effort, but we little any because we concentrate too much on commodity. West Africa supplies 75% of cocoa in the world. Total market size of cocoa in the world is just about 10 billion. But chocolate market is 30 billion. So Netherlands, Switzerland, Germany, UK, US are making more money from the value chain of cocoa than the African countries cultivating cocoa. So we need to add value. A trade expert's take on that topic with Bamidele Ayemibo joining us on the program. Always a pleasure, nevertheless, having you join us on Focus on Africa. You can get in touch with me and some of the team on social media. I'm at Wahiga Moora. Email us, focusonafrica at bbc.co.uk. That's all from the program. From me and the rest of the team, see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Welcome to Tech TV. We are, we are outside, outside again. again. Hi, your food is here. AI is changing the world. This technology has been in the lab for 15 years. I've solved the problem within one year. It won't be long before we are living in this virtual universe. Are you aware that eGames enables physical thinking? Will I say conception that people told that women are just not made for tech? And is this true or is it just a fallacy? Yeah, women are not made for tech. Wow, really? And you are in tech? <laughs> the race is on to decarbonize the transport system with electric and solar powered vehicles. Tech is a Tech TV is proudly brought to you by Liqui Molly, your number one car products and Yay Light, home of antique lights. The 2023 Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is more than an exhibition. It's the gateway to your dream home. Don't miss this chance to make informed decisions about every aspect of your living space. Join us at the Accra International Conference Center from Thursday, November 23rd to Sunday, November 26th, 2023. This year, we are diving into the theme of home ownership, exploring the nuances between affordability, comfort, and luxury. We are bringing everything happening under one roof just for you see you there the ecobank joy news habitat fair is in partnership with ecobank the pan-african bank and powered by the plant city extension project from citizen habitats rent to own and sponsored by elegant homes and general constructions limited where quality meet value global lighting your solution to quality lighting Syntex Tank, Air Strong, Air Tough, Springfield Estates, where dreams are built, Virtual Security, Complete Security Solution, DBS, Your Roof Experts, Virtual InfoSec Africa, Security Solutions by Design, 
St. Gobain, making the world a better plan. Clifton Homes, beautiful homes, wise investments. The Kissington Heights, Airport City, Kumasi, by HDG Homes Limited. Now, the water floods is a national disaster. Now, the Volta floods is a national disaster. According to NADMO, over 26,000 people have been displaced uh, so far. Now, this is as a result of the heavy downpours and voluminous amount of water flowing from different parts of the Volta River into the Volta Lake. So we have water from the White Volta, also from the Red Volta and the Black Volta all flowing into the Akosombo Dam. According to the Volta River Authority, as at the time that they started this uh, spillage, the dam was around 272.5 uh, feet. Now, if you look at the Pong Dam, it is supposed to also uh, serve as an intake area that will take water from the Akosombo Dam. As a result of the heavy downpour, both the Akosombo Dam and the Pong Dam have all had to do spillages over uh, the period. Tomato is a major ingredient in the diets of many Ghanaians and is consumed widely across the country. However, pests such as fruit borers, mites, early and late blight, etc., are major threats to the productivity and profitability of tomato farming. Farmers often resort to using harmful or high risk pesticides in efforts to mitigate crop loss from these pests and to safeguard their investments. The human being in a tooth and a cabbage. Tooth in the cabbage, you man, I know, a camapa, and one a richer home, the shaman, and in Babusia, and one a medibomibra. Then so Nancy, you man, yeah, 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 and Yalobi Bree, a bird, you man, so. I did it is right. We are human, a house are worse. A man, dear queen, you mean, my bread. Yes, <laughs> 
Pesticide is any substance used to kill or control pests such as insects, fungi, weeds and animals such as rodents that cause economic damage to crops. Anything that can kill insects can also kill humans. The only difference is the quantity required. Pesticides are therefore harmful to humans and should be used carefully in crop production. The potency of pesticides takes days, months, or even years to break down depending on the type used. Some pesticides can accumulate in fruits and vegetables after a number of applications. Similarly, continuous exposure of humans to pesticides through its sale application and consumption of contaminated food can lead to accumulation of pesticide residues in the human body resulting in short-term and long-term health implications. Pesticides can also have negative effects on the environment by polluting the air we breathe in or contaminating soils and water bodies which support plant, animal and human life. Misuse of chemicals comes in different ways. Either we use less than we want to use or we use more than. And the effect of that is that the targeted organism may develop resistance. And once they've developed resistance, the dosage needs to be uh, changed. And as you change dosage, there's also the possibility of applying more frequently. Challenges can cry a war. Power farmers and owners say, Uber children say, chemical A, and that's what they started at the ball, no food. So, what can one mix chemicals now? Two, and not three. You have frasse, sebeya, active ingredients, no, ebacosro. But for what we know, so we may say, ABR, chemicals in the new, and I'm in San Ediboma, and my be an active ingredients, and that's how they a dear for Frobia to the court, Cobo, a Funusuna said, Isana Nasa, and one and to me and Frisua, or see be a drone our children on a enye two or J in Chile free or more farmers no most or more pair more farmers near Tia, say as soon as you cry a year in the same, a boy than say me as a officer no, Nakachana Manade, a far or more yard than I, Kayakacha almost a ma, Uncle Mufa, Nunina and Fra. Ewo barumu and sana omaye that obeka obefra dieting no afra pesticides na afra or the fungicides afra or the nrunrunu nyina afra wo barumu na obo obo na wa bo na wa nwie enen kra mpa okyena adenes da sugu ankure num no wasan ababesa e de abo eno na ye challenges a ye face power ye industry team ha say some examples of the misuse of pesticides by farmers are use of unregistered or banned products, use of pesticides on crops other than those for which they were registered, use of pesticides with long pre-harvest intervals during fruiting or harvesting, failure to observe the recommended pre-harvest interval for the given products, non-adherence 
to the recommended dosage. Improper handling and storage of pesticides in shops, farms, and homes. Unsafe disposal of pesticide containers after use. Non-use or improper use of appropriate personal protective equipment. With regards to pesticide use, we have identified several gaps that assist in not making the implementation easy at all. The first one I'd like to mention has to do with the nature of our borders, which are very poor. And so you will find in the country several pesticides which have not been registered but are being sold in this country. Secondly, uh, we can also talk about inadequate monitoring, post-registration monitoring, which is critical. But for some reason, we are unable to do the monitoring as much as possible, or as much as we would like. Also, thirdly, there are not enough staff trained in this area to be able to monitor. So if you put these three gaps together, you see that we have a very difficult task ahead and it's important that we find very innovative ways to overcome this gap. Our major concern now, farmers are getting education from the wrong sources. Typically is the agrochemical dealers. Most of our agrochemical dealers do not have clue on the usage of pesticide, but they are the major contact point for our farmers. And farmers tend to listen to them more than officers. So in this regard, the abuse is on the higher side. Pesticide misuse especially begins generally from the input dealers. They are the people who are always in touch with the farmers. One of the challenges is that the major actors in the pesticide industry are not the people who sit at the distribution gate or the point of sale with the farmer. They employ people whose capacity are not adequate. And so with that, their ability to help the farmer, educate the farmer to understand the pesticide they are using is limited. And there are also those who, for monetary reason, even sell adulterated products or Wrongly labeled products. So, no, no, science say different companies or be our company our year. The time we are no, me prefer the year for time no my queer for in the science say a hassle and no yet. Until you prefer the awasolo no more, must say the bayer or montreal son in Tom Prim because I never be adding. The overdose use of pesticides has resulted in the accumulation pesticide residues in fresh tomatoes and other vegetables. Previous studies have reported pesticide residues including acetamiprid, carbendazem, metacropyrifos, monocrotophos, diphencarbenazole, and many more. One of the things that we have found in a work that we did, I think that was 2018, uh, 2019, um, where we did a multi-residual analysis. We had some food products that we commonly are consumed by Ghanaians. So we bought from 
um, major markets, um, you know, in Greater Accra, and analyze them. And some of the products that we looked at was lettuce, um, tomatoes, um, a lot of about ten products that we looked at, and. Um, we were generally surprised um, to find out that about 33% of them had issues with various um, you know, residual levels of some chemicals. Manage atosodie hopa anso nansen nyama bebre aba anso anso boni bia de aba tosujima a se se wudi kura no a na mfi se bura adwen ne ntase so Yani <laughs> When you ingest, that is, the food or water or, uh, you are drinking contains these pesticides, once they get into your body and are accumulating, they're now going to affect your organs and your systems. These can also affect your nerves. So once your nervous systems are also affected, they come with their own health risk. Once your hormones are affected, they also lead to uh, affecting your reproductive system. These can directly affect fertility rates. They can come with birth defects and also affects development growth of our offspring. This is the same thing that can happen on non-targeted organisms. Frogs, snakes, the insects that you didn't want to target, bees which are useful to us as pollinators, they produce honey for us, other insects that we use to control the very pests that we want are all uh, affected by uh, the pesticides we use. When they get into water, they can affect the fishes we didn't target to use these pesticides on. Mr. Sisa, and I buy any uncrown cra or mutuka, you know, and Kaumumremu and my aim. As the Department of Agri in the district, we have also taken upon ourselves to educate our farmers through workshop and training programs. And our officers, that is the Greek extension agents, are at the forefront of these trainings. Some of the trainings that we give to farmers, which can help or that helps them. Uh, one, the farmer has to dress properly, put on his working gear or overall, nose marks, wear goggles, and then gloves. Put on his, his or her Wellington boot. We tell farmers that when they by the input or the agrochemicals, they should use the right dosage. Each and every chemical have its dosage quantity that's supposed to be put into the knapsack sprayer. All of them, they are not the same. So when you get any of them, you must listen to the advice that we have given them 
to use. As a department, um, in terms of compliance, our staff have a routine visit. They contact to the workshops. The staff will always go there to monitor and check on these things to see that the products that are sold are the right products and in the right condition. And even the way they handle the products, the temperature requirement and all those things, uh, issues our officers go to the field to educate the shop owners and where it is clear that they are breaching or they are failing to do the right thing, the necessary sanctions are always applied. We've been monitoring the activities of these input dealers. We have periodic monitoring of the, these outlets. Through these uh, monitorings, we normally backstop the input dealers and anybody who is affiliated to the shops. And also, we normally organize trainings for the agri-extension agents who are a bit closer to the farmers so that they can also assist in the usage of these uh, pesticides and fertilizers. I think it's very, very easy to see um, from the uh, problems that um, chemical hazards from pesticides can, you know, uh, bring to all of us. So uh, because of that, the FDA um, has been successful to push what we call the food safety policy. The document has been able to clearly um, state the rules and responsibility of its, of its institution. So for example, in this case, uh, with the pesticides, uh, there's a role that you know um, the local government is playing in it, and that is what we want people to understand. That you know, either to the ease with which you want anybody could just grow anything and will just want to take it to the market. I mean, they, they, those days are on the count now to make sure we stop such things because the collaboration is looking at the possibility of restricting anybody just getting up and put, taking certain things to the market. The Food and Drugs Authority is cooperating with the market queens um, of Agrobulushi, you know, one of the biggest markets in Accra, where a lot of people um, come and pick um, their farm pro uh, products from, where we are working with aggregators there to put in a traceability uh, system to be able to, you know, trace back to where they get their tomatoes. And this is supposed to be a link that would get us working with the Ministry of Food and Agriculture so that at least when people buy, we are able to trace back from the point of sale, that is the market women, going all the way back to the aggregators and then to even individual farms. Yawo afidie na ya trotro number bi wo number no ohyensuo no mane 15 ese 15 na ubia so a ento farm oba oma yare bia number ohye mane 315 na odi hye wachi ensuo no betu afa ohonan ho abema wo nya yade ntosi na medo no enanse medibi ene mabusuafo bereso sentosi no bra adura mede bebo a mefise abeye hawo ama manfo no you find say and you be a enough to say and you can say your tongue and I do so aspire and say so what tongue and I be so to say be a only certificate and I won't have a training and I won't register with you to 
Even expiring date and our friends also active ingredients. If it's a near maybe woman, a bean a draw a and a draw b and you know, macro and so not offending in Adia Bona and Mao Cabibri. My advice to the youth villas is that they are also part of the knowledge sharing mechanism. The product they are dealing with, they need to know it very well. They themselves need to be very conversant with the labeling with the instructions, safety instructions, and all those things, so that when the farmers come, they should get time to educate them. They should just be interested in making the money. It is their duty to let the farmer get the best out of the product. And that is how they themselves can stay in business. To those who are also aggregating, you need to know what you pick from where, just in case something happens. And then, in fact, before you even pick, you have to ask, what has that uh, product gone through? What did they spray it? Did they do the right thing? You need to do some kind of, you know, documentation check to know the history. So it is your uh, responsibility to check that what you are picking goes according to standard. It is very, very important. When you also pick, there must be evidence that you picked it from farmer A, and you added Pharma B's own and Pharma C. And then these are the marks that are on the product. As traders, let's take interest in sourcing for and selling food items produced under safer crop management practices, including minimal use of pesticides to safeguard the health of our consumers. Avoid applying unapproved products to produce with the aim of improving their attractiveness and increasing their shelf life. Let's think of the health of our customers and final consumers ahead of profits. As consumers, we should learn how to wash our produce, especially when consuming them fresh. With water, with uh, baking soda, all these are methods in which we can reduce uh, the pesticide effects on our health. We can reduce the number of times we use pesticides in a production cycle by using other methods to suppress pests to a level that they are of no economic importance to us. Our cultural practices are some of uh, the ways we can control uh, pests in our fields in such a way that the numbers are at a level that you don't need to use these pesticides on them. The same way the planting materials we use, some have built certain resistance that the pest can be there but it's not affecting the economic yield you are expecting. So there is no need wasting money on the use of these pesticides. And 
where they are there, I mean here I mean the pests on your crops, there are other organisms that from the way we manage our farms, naturally they can suppress their numbers in our fields so that it's become it's of no concern to us. Apart from these organisms, there are low risk pesticides that we can use where the toxicity to humans and the environment and other animals are that low so it just will cause harm to your targeted pests and these low risk ones low toxicity pesticides are also those that may come from a manufacturing line or can be mixed at the farmer level examples are using neems neem leaves, neem seeds, neem cakes. We can use hyptis, chromolina. All these are what we call biopesticides that we can mix and use. Again, using these uh, leaves or botanicals as others may call, or these other insects which in general we call them the biopesticides, are methods that we need to add to the use of these pesticides. So in a way, you are integrating all these uh, pest management systems in a way that we can then reduce the excessive use of pesticides. Food safety is everyone's business. Let's do our part. Let's work together to reduce pesticide risk and secure our health and longevity for all. That is some for you. It's okay, Grandma. You can drink it all. Oh, coffee. I've brought plenty for you. Do you know that? Calipo, the natural fruit juice drink. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Every day, people have money emergencies. <laughs> Ma, I need my school fees. Emergency. Mommy, money, emergency. Emergency, emergency. Catch it. I'm your rent. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, challenge and enjoyment. At the top life, we got money. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and chop life. Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans, and other banking needs. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank. Yeah. 
prepare for an exhilarating experience at the main fair of the 2023 Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair. Join us at the Accra International Conference Center from Thursday, November 23rd to Sunday, November 26th, 2023. Doors will be open from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. each day to welcome you. This year, we are diving into the theme of home ownership, exploring the nuances between affordability, comfort, and luxury. Whether you're embarking on your home ownership journey or looking for upgrades, this fair is your destination for all things housing. Encounter a comprehensive assembly of stakeholders from Ghana's housing and construction sectors. Engage the experts across the spectrum of home creation and enhancement. The Ecobank Joy News Habitat Fair is in partnership with Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank, and powered by the Plan City Extension Project from Citizen Habitats. Rent to Own and sponsored by Elegant Homes and General Constructions Limited, where quality meets value. Global Lighting, your solution to quality lighting. Syntex Tank, Air Strong, Air Tough. Springfield Estates, where dreams are built. Virtual Security, Complete Security Solution. DBS, your roof experts. Virtual Infosec Africa, Security Solutions by Design. St. Gobain, making the world a better plan. Clifton Homes, Beautiful homes, wise investments. The Kissington Heights, Airport City, Kumasi, by HDG Homes Limited. It is this government's goal and objective actively promote TVET and to ensure that it becomes the preferred choice of the Ghanaian youth. That is why the government of Nana Dankwa Kufuado has given priority uh, to transformation in the TVET space. He looks at education as a means to an end. He believes that for education to play its rightful role in the transformation of our economy and our society, uh, you need to transform education first, and that is why Tibet is being transformed. The backbone of every economy lies in its manufacturing and industrialization. By combining the skills of head and hand, Ghana is on the road to transformation. Through the efforts of the Ghana Education Trust Fund, GETS Fund, in collaboration with the Commission for Technical and Vocational Education and Training, CTVET, other state agencies and global stakeholders, the building blocks of the new economy are being laid by prioritizing technical and vocation education. The government's initiative included a social infrastructure for TVET to make it appear like the second cycle general education structures with additional innovations like the equipments, modern machines that are abreast with modern skills that we want to introduce in our ways and even making all things better. As the government is looking at parity to have 50% of our Ghanaian learners go to TVET, that means that the amount of funds that is going to TVET also has to increase. It costs four to five times uh, the amount of money one needs to train a skilled person. Technical and vocational education and training, TVET, has been identified as the driver to an expanded jobs market in manufacturing as well as new entrepreneurship opportunities in both the formal and informal sectors by empowering individuals with the necessary skills for employment and economic growth. GetsFund has made a positive impact here, focusing on infrastructure development and skills education. 
the thinking came that government should now emphasize the idea of vocational education because most of the general education products are unemployed and they are also getting certain skills that are not employable. In order to make them more employable and in other words to, to benefit from their education, we have to provide more facilities for technical education and try to shape the thinking of the students so that they will choose of technical education, vocational education. Then also we've seen a good collaboration in the provision of infrastructure is happening in other sectors. I know there are other concessional loans and funds that are being used to support the huge TV transformational agenda that government is embarking on. But in addition to this loans that the government has secured to support TVET infrastructure, we've also seen some funds coming through from Get Fund to support TVET infrastructure. At that time of this five-year development plan, we had a lot of challenges. At the same time, the free SHS policy had been ruled and contractors also had their IPCs, that's their payment certificates at the fund. And we had to find a way in order to find money to fund these projects. So we look out for an innovative way of financing and that is what we uh, we call the securitization which went through the board and it went to cabinet and then later on to parliament and then parliament approved for the fund to go onto the bond market and then raise up to the city equivalent of 1.5 billion dollars which been able to get about 2.5 billion Ghana cities. That is what we use for the infrastructure payment of the contractors. Recognizing the importance of modern and well-equipped facilities for effective TVET, GetFund has invested heavily in constructing and renovating technical institutions and vocational training centers across Ghana. From north to south, infrastructural upgrades are being implemented creating an environment conducive to experiential learning and skill development. Notable among this support or collaboration is the provision of funds to procure and install amateur equipment in technical universities. Then also, the GET Fund has been giving administrative financial support every year to augment what we get from IGF and uh, from the Ministry of Education. Currently, under the Infrastructure Development, the board of GET Fund approved for the award of five new TVET centers and so far we spent about 180 million in respect to the construction of those TVET centers. These are very state-of-the-art and it's the first of its kind. Since September 2018 when contracts were signed, five CTVET training centers have been earmarked with the centers at Pichi No. 2 in the Ashanti region and Enyinim in the Eastern region nearly ready for delivery. Three more sites at Akumadan in the Ashanti region and Asinjakai in the Central region are also at various stages of completion. Each center is a state-of-the-art complex comprising fully equipped classrooms, laboratories, workshops and staff rooms with a focus on food processing, renewable energy, ICT, electronics, Garments and tailoring, autotronics and automechanics, automation and mechatronics, among many other globally competitive fields. I've been to the Pechi number one 
I've been to NNM and they all have their unique features. Apart from the structure being there, it's made in such a way that every locality has something unique to it. When you go to the Pechi number two, apart from the electrical engineering, one of them will have jewelry because that area has uh, mining centers around there. So artisans will be trained in jewelry making, which is first of its kind in, in Ghana. Through the Kesfan Scholarship Scheme, we have elevated the quality of skills education in Ghana. At both the secondary and tertiary levels, Ghanaian youth have been able to access funding for TVET's training in new and existing institutions. The scholarship came as government policy in trying to support the TVET. A group of people applied through the fund and through the TVET sector and they were awarded scholarship to support their training. We are implementing one project that provided some support to what government has already budgeted for in terms of the counterpart funding, the Ghana TVET voucher project. That fund did also give support to that. The Ghana TVET voucher program, GTVP, is a 22 million euro partnership under the Ghanaian German Financial Development Corporation, co-financed by the German Federal Ministry for Economic Cooperation and Development, BMC, the KFW Development Bank, and the Government of Ghana through the GETS Fund and the Ministry of Education. This will enable students to receive skills relevant to today's economy through practical training, internships, and apprenticeships as part of the curriculum, and thus bridging the gap between academia and industry. Crucially, continuous capacity building initiatives, training programs, and workshops are being funded, ensuring that educators are constantly being equipped for the latest industry trends and teaching methodologies. Operational in 11 out of 16 regions in Ghana, GTVP is being implemented in 160 centers involving 98 training institutions. The results are impressive. So far, nearly 20,000 Ghanaians have benefited from this partnership. The impact is already being felt. A lot of the technical universities got equipment. There were workshops that were built for some of the technical universities for training of manpower. And um, it's, it's, it's very nice when you go and then you see those new uh, state-of-the-art equipment. And as a fund manager, I'm always glad when I see that I can associate myself with these infrastructure and then the equipment that the technical universities have. In the words of President Nana Adodankwa Akufuadu, we want to emphasize the importance of TVET and redeem the misconception that technical and vocational education is inferior and patronized only by less endowed students. The GET Fund is driving the transformation of the economy by equipping the next generation of Ghana's workforce with the skills needed to remain not only relevant but also to change the fortunes of their families, communities, and the nation. Just a few minutes past midday, and I find myself in a one-story building nestled 
in the heart of Mamubi. This unassuming space serves as a classroom, the center of knowledge for Achievers Ghana. Here, a group of dedicated volunteers from various tertiary institutions are leading the class, giving back to their community, inspired by the teachings of Amadou Mohamed. Here, I've met the man behind Achievers Ghana, Amadou Mohamed. His mission was ignited by a personal story. His mother's forced early marriage to a stranger. I got this place from my mom. My mother has never been to school. I would say that fortunately or unfortunately, she's a kayayu, who got head put in Accra, and then she has seven children. And I'm the only one that she sent to school. She's the one who sent me to school, not my father. And uh, I can remember she's a victim of early enforced marriage. Yeah, she's a victim. She was married at the age of 13. And then in that situation, it's like she doesn't even know my father. And she doesn't even know that she's even getting married at this particular day. All that she knows is that she was asked that there's marriage going on. And in the evening, she's going to be taken towards her husband. She doesn't know my father. Yes, and that's the kind of life that my mom passed through. And she's a woman that uh, I would say that I have never, I have never seen her happy. I think in her situation, it has happened to so many girls within the community. So what are we supposed to do? We think that let's come up with something that is supposed to help girls to know their rights so that they can defend themselves. <laughs> so we started in 2011 when we, we, we've been fighting about uh, early enforced marriages, though we did not get it easy at all. Um, we started at, with Achievers Book Club uh, so that the girls can come in here. This is where we start. The girls can come here to read and know their rights so they can defend themselves. Rather than um, if they, they have a problem, they don't have their rights, so that somebody should come and support them. So in this case, that's how we started. And then we've seen that we are growing just beyond just reading. And then we changed the name into Achievers Ghana in 2014, because at that time we will be supporting 250 guests. Then in 2014, fortunately, I was one of those who won the MTN Heroes of Change as a community crusader because of the fight I did with uh, ending early enforced marriages within our community. So I was able to win that award as a community crusader. And so more guests came in, realizing that this is where they can get their support from. We were able to reach so many guests. I would say that over 7,000 guests have passed through this. So as time goes on, we realize that no, and what are we supposed to do to equip the girls so that they can compete in the job market outside? And we think that now ICT is taking over everything. So we have five core activities here that we think that if you're able to pass through the girls, work. and unfortunately it is working, seriously working. When a girl comes here, when we spot a girl, because we have so many girls, there are so many girls that we spotted currently that are in school. There's one particular girl that... Uh, during lockdown, immediately after the lockdown, I met this girl. You know Nima Gota, 
where uh, some time back where they did this kind of route shooting and other things. That is where I met this girl. I said, wow, school resume. What is this girl doing over there? So I decided I don't want to be seeing that. And whenever I see such a girl, I begin to uh, think back to the way my mom suffered. My mom, is, she's just innocent. But because of family issues, and this girl can also pass through. So I have to call this girl one day. Fortunately, or unfortunately, the day that I decided to call this girl, at the age of 13 years, Aida, she has never been to school. See, so when I'm about to call her, she's selling pure water. So somebody also called her. So and she went. In that evening, I came and I met her again. So I called her, why is it that you are not going to school? She said that a parent didn't send her to school. So I directed her to where I work. So okay, the next morning, if you really want to go to school, uh, meet me at that place. And then you can see the kind of jubilation. She's, she's feeling happy with her, with her friends. They were just shouting. They were happy. So the next morning, around she came there so i decided to enroll her and now what I, now that i'm saying she's in class four class four 15 years old in class four and she's happy doing well okay. so these are the things that we think that we should be doing within the community so we able what so with the ict when we brought in the ict issue so that we'll be able to push when you give you scholarship, we expect that you do a lot of ICT, and then we have career skills development. We, we sometimes bring in uh, women who are able to, to do well. I can remember recently when we received the Joint News Impact Award, we met a uh, woman, Gifty Auntie, yeah, yeah. She promised to come, so we are, we are still waiting for for her to come in to at least give, inspire the girls so that at least, one thing that I, have, I must uh, confess is that the girls don't see role models. Yeah, and then this about marriage, 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 I've taken there. Yeah. And people think that marriage is the best thing than education. And we are also saying that no, marriage is like going to the farm. You need all the skills, the tools for you to be there. When you are there, you don't have those skills. No matter what, you are, go you are going to do nothing. And people, you see you as a useless. That's why most of the women, the family members treat them as bad because they have nothing to offer to their family. If they are well-educated in the morning, they go to work, they do other things. The family member will respect them. If they earn a decent salary, nobody will come and block them. They can't rely on their husband uh, alone. They can depend on themselves. And that's the kind of life that we, we think. So presently, we have a lot of girls in the university, some are even working through um, uh, SHS. They've got an IT work that they are, they are working on. Last three years, we had scholarship with uh, Design and Technology Institute, and then two of them were able to pass through. And then now they graduated, they are working. We, we, we have a lot of them that are in various schools, they are working. Uh, if not because of today, as a working uh, day, you see a lot of them here. Yeah. That's the so, issue now. Yeah. But most of the time they come during school time. But it's after school program. Yeah. So after school, most of the parents don't stay home. They only go in, go in they, 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 they go out for look for money. So after school, the, the, the girls will come here. And I, if I should say, this is the only place, this is the only place in Nima or Mamobi or wherever that girls have uh, 
right to come and learn. Because I will always say the boys have a lot of playing grounds. If you go to have playing field and learn. But if I should ask him, one single playground where girls can also come, learn, and bring out their potential. There's nothing like that. And that's why almost all of them come here. And this is the place that they think they can uh, get their talent out here. Here in this room are Achievers Ghana. There are three different groups taking three different classes. This one in electronics or internet of things. This one in coding. And then this one in graphic designing. What is interesting about it is that the facilitators of these classes are all beneficiaries of Achievers Ghana. They went through this room and now they are back to give back to their community. I'm told on Fridays, 50 girls converge in this room to take classes in robotics. And in the coming weeks, Achievers Ghana will be rolling out the Zongo Reads products. And all you need to do is your mobile phone to scan this and get access to more than 2,000 books. We yeah. have this uh, Zongo, Zongo Read project. Okay, all that we. Yeah, Zongo Read Project is uh, a partnership between World Reader and Achievers Ghana, where you want every child in the Zongo community to develop the habit of reading. So with this, there's no way we can supply books to every, every child in this community. So what we did was that uh, World Reader have an app, whereby they have over 3,000 books over there. All that you have to do is to scan this. When you scan this one um, it will just pop in it will just change in just I don't know how uh, uh, you okay yeah yeah it came and then you just open this you open this and then book smart so we have over 2,000 uh, books in there from Kretsch to university, even including their textbooks. And so that's the project. So we are, we are visiting over 100 households. All this will be pasted in front of their houses. So parents who wish their children to read, but they don't have money to buy storybooks for their uh, children, all that they need to do is to scan, and then they, they have access to all these books. And then I don't think that child can finish all the 3,000 books in just a, even a year. Yeah, yeah. So all that we, we need is to make sure that we help change our community through reading, through IT, and through any skill that we think that, because our community has been backwards for a long time. So these are the projects that we are bringing in so that we ensure that things go on well for our children. So with this project, we want to uh, at least over our 4,000 uh, children within our community have access because every parent these days there's no household that don't have a smartphone so with this smartphone a, 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 a child or a father or somebody can read for the distance and we also have facilitators each house there's the same children that we train to become leaders we have we've already said it all the houses and they'll be visiting it every week so they will, they will keep on asking them how the reading go and then we have some kind of award to give to children so within a month if a child is able to read like 25 books this short short and there's a present that is given to them but that present also comes from war reader to encourage reading 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 so that 
things will become better for our community. This, this is called, this is where you Aziz Ali Al-Hassan benefited from Achievers Ghana. Now he is a level 100 BS information technology student at the University of Cape Coast. School is on vacation and is here teaching the children basic robotics and electronics. As he says, this is his way of giving back to the community. They are just doing basic like robotics and also um, how do electronics, whereby they can use it to build like prototypes of things they want to solve with on their own. An example, maybe they want to maybe build a smart robot or maybe uh, maybe smart systems using components like computer components. Yeah, just to make like things come to life. Yeah, using electricity and a basic coding. Yes, just from 2014 to now. That's almost 10 years now. A way of giving back to like where. Um, um, uh, the place that shaped me, that shaped who I am today. So it's just a way of like giving back to the community. And not only that, I also believe like um, where we find ourselves, we don't have like role models who maybe maybe we can say, oh, maybe this person came from here, so at least I can also get there. And even most of the people who even make it from the communities, they, they end up like leaving the community. So no one, like the kids coming up, they don't see, oh, so this person really grew up from here and this is where the person has gotten. So at least I can also do some. So it's, it's, it's a way of like um, encouraging them that, oh, where you are now is it's just a temporal like situation. And uh, with hard work and determination, you can get away from it. Yeah. He says, among others, Amadou Mohamed helped him to improve his public speaking abilities. Uh, without him, I wouldn't have been where I am today, especially um, like knowing how to talk in public, um, know how to like teach people. Because uh, with the teaching, I think I started here with the kids, and uh, in the beginning, I was finding it difficult, surely, like how to break like uh, technical concepts to their level. Yeah, it was quite difficult but now like you, you are, I'm able to let's see I want to say I'm an expert in terms of like breaking concepts down to the to their basic level but at least it's better than previously yeah 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 so what do you want cheese Sakira Mohammed joined Achievers Ghana when she was so in junior high school now she's a level hundred student at Accra Institute of Technology after many IT classes at Achievers Ghana, she decided to study an information technology-related course. She's one of the volunteers teaching the students here a free course in graphic designing. So I've been with Achievers Ghana for about six years. For about six years. Okay. From, I think, JTS1. So it's changed my life in a lot of ways because um, when I started Achievers Ghana, well, I couldn't, I don't know, I don't even know how to use the computer or something. Yeah, but now I can do graphic design, web design. And so Achievers Ghana inspired me to go to AIT to study business administration and IT. Because I'm passionate for, because of Achievers Ghana, now I'm very passionate about IT. I want to learn IT, I want to go like... I want to get to the top in IT. Yeah. I would like to thank him from the bottom of my heart to keep up the good work that he's doing. That we are very, very grateful and uh, we appreciate all that. And he should do it. And then we also want him to go outside Accra and also go and help other girls there.
Sufian is a GHS graduate. She wants to be an engineer in future. She enjoys extra classes from Achieves Ghana. She says it has helped to broaden her horizon. It's helping me in a way that uh, in future or by the next generation, I'll become someone better and do something to change the world. So the founder of Achieves Ghana is um, Zulkarnain Amadou. And we thank him for um, making an idea to help girls, uh, Zongo girls and I'm now here at the Al Walid Comprehensive Building School. Some of the school children here are running to hug Amadou Mohammed after seeing him. His work is not only limited to Achievers Ghana. He comes here regularly to mentor the pupils. He says he faced a lot of opposition during the initial stages when he started organizing classes for the children at Mamogi. It wasn't easy for us when we started, especially this school that we are, we, we are because it's purely uh, Islamic community. So whatever you do and they think is violating the religion, you get a lot of uh, opposition out of it. So it wasn't easy for me at all. A time came, I was like, I regretted uh, coming out with that chair. But there's one imam, the mocks that we work, we have this, he who always what? Said that, do you believe in whatever you are doing? I said, yes. If you believe in that, Islam supports what you are doing. Islam said that we should take care of a girl child until she reaches higher education. That is what Islam said. Because women are supposed to take care of home. How can a woman take care of a home if she has no knowledge on how to take care of that home? And that is where the problem comes. Unfortunately, people think that marriage is better than education. We are also thinking that they are, they are equally the same. Marriage is important as what? Education is, education is, but first of all, we have to give the person that education to get the necessary tools so that she can go into what? Marriages. But gradually, fortunately for us, it was parents who always hold the, the, their, their children's hands and bring it to what? Our program, say that, I want you to take care of what? This child. And then most of the people that are not happy when we came out with this program, they are now, they are now those who are, who are even happier. Because their children have now, uh, they were able to get the support, they got to universities, and then they are now working. So the benefit don't even come to us, it's go to what? To the parents. So now they are now those who are praising our work and they're recommending our activity what? To, to other parents so that they can bring their uh, children to what we do here. So we work with over 40, 48 schools within Nima, Mamobi, and Newtown community. And we also have uh, a branch at Gomua um, East. And we have close to 100 girls over there. And then at Wajiri, also we have 100 girls here. And then we are now going to set up a new, this, at, um, uh, this place, um, Mankesim. Yeah, Mankesim and other places too, all within Central Region. Hoping that we should be able to go far and, and, and meet as men as uh, girls to enlighten them about the importance of uh, ICT in this modern world so that they can also pick it from them and become somebody great in future. So this place we have uh, a lot of students, close to 80 of them coming to our program. And normally if you have special program, this is where we do it. The Joy News Impact Makers Award 
adds to the many recognition Ahmadu Mohammed has received for his work. He says he can't be complacent because there's more work to be done. I, if as you say it has already started, yeah, it has started already. Because uh, if during our conversation before we started, I told you that we'll be going to Bojuasi, uh, Wenchi, Mankesim, in other parts of the world. And it, it is true the Joy uh, Impact Award that we had. There's a lot of calls that they need our presence over there. And then one thing that uh, this award is going, it's, 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 it has given the program a credibility. People now believe in whatever we do. This is not our first award, but I think Joy News is all over the world. So it has made whatever we are doing that people believe in whatever we do, and that's why they keep on what calling us that uh, we should come and do program with them. We shouldn't limit our uh, program to only in Accra, and so we are moving outside the community. We will be moving to Adwajiri in Eastern Region ever since we we won the award. We want to go more uh, east in the central region. And then it is through that place that they also saw us that we should, we should, go, we should, we should come to uh, Bourgeoisie and other places. So with the Joy News Impact Award, it's going to give us a lot of uh, opportunities. And uh, we are hoping that uh, with this, we'll be able to reach a lot of funders that will be able to come to support whatever we do. Because uh, our program has been tested and uh, the girls... Are making an improvement in whatever they, they do, and then with this award, we should be able to reach the guests in remote communities. Those don't even have access to laptops and then computer accessories. They should be able to to have some and then have a feel of whatever IT is. Brought to you by... Don't take risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. At 19.01 GMT, this is Johnny's Prime live from our studio here. In Kokomleme Accra, we're live on DSTV channel 421, GoTV channel 125, around the world on myjoyonline.com. Coming up tonight, impending showdown in Parliament as minority wants government to take steps to reduce taxes and uh, this reduce the sufferings of Ghanaians. Mr. Speaker, let me be blunt here. The upcoming budget statement will encounter resistance if and if it does not prioritize the need of the people. We have details plus a majority response. Nothing but the truth has ever been told to this country. And indeed, the truth will be told to this country. 
also coming up, Parliament orders National Security Minister to appear before the House next week over military brutalities in Garu. That is my directive, that the minister appear before the House on Thursday night of November. Details are speaker directed that all persons being held by the military and other security agencies be put before court or be released after a statement was made on the floor. I will direct that if they have been incarcerated more than 48 hours by law, I mean um, the police or the BNI or the NIB should refer them to court. At uh, 8 p.m., Ama Davis will be joining us with Prime Business. Pitch ratings upgrades Ghana's ratings to CCC from restrictive defaults. We have details. Then later at 8.30, Razak Muzba will be coming up with latest from the water sports. Well, the cry hard to folk ends four-game winless run with an emphatic win over Midyama at the Kra Sports Stadium. We are home of independent, fearless and uh, credible journalism. Please stay with us for details. Prime Headlines was brought to you by Don't Take Risks. Use a condom every time. And thanks to Malatu, I kicked out Malaya one time. Some spices. Yes, sir. Let's start off from Parliament because the minority in Parliament are promising a showdown in the House if government does not take steps to reduce taxes and implement economic policies that will address the suffering of the public. Ghana is currently under an IMF program, but the economic indicators have not improved as expected. According to Minority Leader Dr. Casey Atoforsen, government will struggle to get the budget through the House if there are new measures which worsens the plight of citizens. Right, Honorable Speaker, let me use this opportunity to assure the people of Ghana that we, in the Minority Caucus, will scrutinize the upcoming budget statement and economic policy of government with eagle eyes. Mr. Speaker, the prevailing economic conditions has already made it very difficult for the ordinary Ghanaian and businesses.